Welcome to the Watson Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and this week it's just me and the Hop God, and we know it. (laughs) We're we are giving our reactions to the 2023 Royal Rumble. Uh, We've got a lot to dive into. Uh, Oh, I think was Saturday night. I texted you after you left my house or maybe Sunday morning. I just want to call this episode the, the good, the bad and the really good, uh, because that's kind of how I feel about this. Um, but we're going to get into it as usual. You can find us on Instagram at extra cooler and over on Twitter at extra cooler show. Just a reminder, the extra cooler show is brought to you by sloop brewing company. Sloop brewing is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like juice bomb and super soft. Be on the lookout for more coming from the Extra Cooler Show and our favorite brewery, Sloop. Uh, if you're in your beer distributor and they carry Sloop, just look for the orange and yellow can because Juice Bomb is is the go-to, man. Uh, but yeah, enough enough of me plugging away. I'm going to hand it over to Matt as we uh, get things started. All right. So Royal Rumble was Saturday, right? We all know that Rumble is your like quintessential get every everybody back into the swing of things when it comes to mania season and just wrestling season in general. And I feel like we have bickered back and forth about the Saturday versus Sunday. And this was the perfect scenario for a Saturday pay-per-view. Both myself and Mark, Mikey Workrate found our way over to the Extra Cooler household, and we watched this together, which was really friggin' cool. I'm not going to lie. Was. But it made it even better. I, I feel like it did. And I also feel like it kept me super engaged in what was going on. I don't yes. know if it was like I wasn't taking notes in the moment, which is something that I like to do. Like I went back and took notes afterwards. Like I, I, I don't know if that took a took a, a, a play into it here. But I think just being around you guys, having the pool going on as well. So uh, unfortunately, we have to congratulate Jim and Nick for winning the pools this year uh, on our side. None of the guests and none of the listeners that got in on it was uh, were, were able to win either. So um Man, you, you bum. But you, you yeah. screwed yourself. <laughs> I screwed myself because I said all – what was it? Last week's episode, I was dumping on the fact that there were seven women announced for the match, and I went into it. And I, nobody really shot back any feedback, but I was just like, eh, you know what? Let's just do 50 for the women's pool because there's only seven women. We all know Rhea's going to win. Sure enough, I draw number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, Ian did push back for what it's worth. He did, so, he did. Uh, I, I'm – he he said that he's all for equal rights in our rumble yes, pools. Yes, as am I. As am I. And I'll never win a rumble pool again, I'm sure. Awesome. But uh we're gonna give you something a little non traditional for an extra cooler show, and I think we're just gonna focus straight up on the Royal Rumble. Uh I'm sure there'll be some raw tie ins along the way and looking forward to Mania and things like that, but we're just going to kind of buzz on through. We'll take a chronological look at kind of where things are, talk about how we were feeling in the moment, keeping in mind that we were all together. The the ladies and kids hung out early in the day and then made themselves scarce at uh, bedtime, which was really cool. <laughs> and um, we were as surprised as Michael Cole and Corey Graves were as we get kicking off the show, Pat McAfee <laughs> returning to the announce table. I loved it. I loved that he was... On, on the announce table and not in the match. It yes. fit perfectly. Um, you know, it just worked. It was it was chaos because I don't even think I was in the room when it happened because nobody expected the men's rumble no. to kick the show off at no. all. Like, 
everybody was still there you know like uh, your family was still at the house my son's my youngest just went to bed my oldest was still up um and i was shocked so it was kind of like it it was cool for me because i've kind of taken the approach like i haven't pushed wrestling on my almost five-year-old i've kind of you know let him dabble in it here and there but this was the first taste that he had and he watched about half the rumble with us went to bed and uh, woke up the next morning asking who won and, and sat down with me wanting to watch it at 7 o'clock in the morning on se- Sunday. <laughs> so it. It, this was a good one. This was a special one. You you got him on the hook. It's awesome. Time to, to, to reel him in. Yes, and, uh, exactly. Br- bring him out with the other boys. I still have to get my, my uh, youngest to an event. He keeps asking me, and it's just – battling bedtime when these things start at like 7.30 at yeah. the garden is where I would take them because we don't have the Westchester County Center anymore. No. Monday night, uh, usually Albany only gets Monday Night Raws at this point, so I, I could take him to an indie show in Poughkeepsie, but I yeah, it doesn't have really going to translate. Feel. He's no. not going to understand. He's going to be asking where Braun Strowman is and Cody <laughs> yeah. Rhodes and stuff like that. But uh, Speaking of Cody Rhodes, let's transition right into the Men's Royal Rumble. Here we are. It kicks off the show. I'm sure people like Jim who were, you know, has a laissez-faire attitude about showing up on time to pay-per-views. And uh, I know he had some stuff going on that evening, but he was like in awe, in shock that yeah. the, the Rumble, the men's Rumble was starting it. And I immediately go to, The Rock is definitely coming out now. <laughs> like the end of this show has to bring us The Rock. And I'm like sitting here like, all right, there's a legit chance that this is happening and i think that it inevitably impacted my expectations for for the event itself but just the match in general like i had these super high expectations coming in and them starting with the men's royal rumble was like okay this is gonna be on fire and we're gonna get something huge it you see i don't know that's where like i've i've been so curious to talk to you about this because we were there, we were together watching it, but leading up to this, I had zero expectations of The Rock making his way uh, to the Rumble. Um, and especially, I don't even know, it, I don't think he's going to be in a match at WrestleMania at this point. Um, all along, I've kind of been adamant that I don't see why he would, or and I don't think it's necessary. Um, but that being said, I, I thought it was really well booked having this first um, and we're going to get to to the bloodline stuff later. Um, but I, I don't know. I got so many questions. Cause so there's, there's, I, I feel like you either Here's my take on the, on the well-booked, right? When you look at the, the pay-per-view in a whole, the premium live event, pal, <laughs> uh, the, 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 looking back after you've watched the entirety of the pay-per-view, you see why they did what they did. But in the moment, like I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, why are you putting the men's rumble first? Why are you following it up with what and how it followed up? And then I understand separating the men's and the women's rumble. You can't have them back to back, things like that. Saving the bloodline for last. Like it all made sense at the end. But in the moment I was like, this is bogus. Like I I just, I wasn't seeing the picture and I, you know, I shared on, on the podcast previously, I shared to you guys in our group text, like, I had such sky high expectations that it almost obliterated my enjoyment. Like it, it had me fantasy booking the whole thing instead of actually sitting back and enjoying what truly turned out to be an amazing Royal rumble at the end of the day. I think, I think two things. I think fantasy booking like can really screw you over because you get your expectations up so high. But another thing I was thinking about after I watched the Rumble, like to the people that are mad, right? I feel like there were people who were pissed off at this Rumble because they felt it was too predictable. And maybe you felt it was too predictable, not you, Matt, but in general, those people, um, because you've kind of over fantasy booked and there were no surprises, no major surprises, right? Like you've got Logan Paul, Edge, Booker T, but... We've been so trained with Royal Rumbles over the past to expect these huge surprises and these huge pops. And when you think about those, like, 
in the early on rumbles, those never happened. Mm-hmm. Those started to happen really because of the fact that like they needed that pop, right? right? I feel like it was more like a post attitude era. You needed that pop of like a big name returning or like some legend returning. Nowadays, when I see a guy like Booker T come out, I'm like, oh, come on, man. You just wasted a spot in the rumble <laughs> on a stacked lineup. Like it was cool. I'm glad they only did one of those. Um, I don't know. So, again, looking back at it, it was booked beautifully. And mm-hmm. there are so many stories that are, you know, traveling throughout this this entire match. You even kick it off right away, starting with Gunther and Sheamus, with the history that those two have had. Starting them off made it feel like it was big right out the gate. Um, you know, you unfortunately had a second Kofi missed spot two years in a row. Um the Gunther and Brock face-off was like, holy shit, next level. Give this to me right now. Yeah. I want to see it. I think that was like, a, I think I said this to you guys that night. I don't know if you remember it, but I, I feel like that spot was kind of slightly botched. Oh, yeah. Like they, they went at it nose to nose like a few seconds too early. And uh, like the timing at which um, Bobby Lashley comes out as their face-to-face like they were meant to go face to face, and Lashley's music was supposed to hit and kind of interrupt that. But it it was still inc- incredible, if you ask me. Yes, a hundred percent. It made you want to see yes. Brock and Gunther. Then Brock lasts three minutes tops. I think they said less than three minutes yeah. in the uh, from the announce table. But like Lashley immediately comes in. That's inevitably, I think, where we end up. Um, you have Seth Rollins' awesome NBA All Star gear. Um, Seth and Lashley's fight and and their rivalry is is brought back around. Uh, having the Judgment Day really run the table for a little bit, you know, they ran the ring. Um, that was really cool. The Edge return and the storytelling there. The Rhea Ripley Beth Phoenix piece that comes along with it. Um, but let's get to where I think everyone is focused on and the negative of this is if this Royal Rumble did not announce Cody as an active participant and him showing up at number 30, would that have changed everyone's tune of like this Rumble was awesome? I think so. But I also mentioned this recently, I I believe last week's episode, Cody had that huge surprise return at WrestleMania last year and like and I know everybody expected it to happen so like how would it have come across if like everybody expected him at Mania last year he shows up everybody expects him to return at the Rumble he shows up like does it have the same effect I I don't know I I agree that if it was a surprise yeah but he's also like he's top three in the company right now oh, yeah like easily. easily even before he wins this rumble even like while he's on the shelf he's still like top three um i don't know i i loved it i had no problem with knowing he was going to be in the in the match i you know i i think that it takes it up another notch and you're talking about this rumble as you know, one of the greatest of all time and how well booked it was coming off of the disaster that last year's was uh, from a booking perspective. But they they at least booked it really intelligently because, you know, Cody is coming. You essentially put Logan Paul in at 29, who now you're uh, first of all, he was getting huge boos out of the audience, yeah. <laughs> which when he left our televisions last time, he was not getting boos. No. Uh, so I thought that was a really interesting piece. But at that point, you now have two minutes of kayfabe time before the countdown happens for 30 to go, Oh shit. 30s Cody. Like right. it takes it. It Agreed. neuters the fact that rock is not coming. You're not thinking about that. It was like that really intelligent, like, all right, I guess this is the deck we got. Let's play the right. cards and let's just you know see how it how it works out from here. Uh, and then they initially they immediately give you the holy shit moment of the night where Logan Paul and Ricochet hit that crazy springboard uh, cross body double cross body from across the ring, literally across the ring. It was, it was like unbelievable to watch and. Dude, if you go back and hear the thud of the oh, two yeah, bodies hitting, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know if we heard it in the moment. No, like, but going back, it's crazy. It was wild. And the two of them, like, deserve 
deserve the credit here of giving us that yes. oh, oh shit that holy shit moment at the end of the uh, at the end of the, the day here but that was just such a cool spot um logan paul disappears yeah and i love it then you think that you have the final four of theory gunther cody and seth and then theory gets dumped the, the 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 whole thing seems to slow down, and it did it again in the women's match. We'll talk about that in a little while, but it it seems to slow down when there's the final three, and then out of nowhere, Logan Paul comes back in and eliminates Seth Rollins, and it makes you think like, oh shit, we could get Seth and Logan Paul. That could be a fun match. Like, yeah, the the them actually giving Gunther and Cody run at the end of this, like it was like a full match. Yeah, at it the was end, like, of- it was a full match. <laughs> At the end of it, I was impressed with the false finishes from them that weren't cheesy. Like, there were instances where I was like, Gunther could actually go over here. Uh, and then at the end, you get the crossroads leading into a clothesline. Gunther goes over the top. Uh, I almost called him Adam Cole. Michael Cole. <laughs> Cody is one step closer to the American dream. Finished the story at, at WrestleMania. I thought it was really cool. Um, Gunther sets a record an hour and 11 minutes and 25 seconds, which now he's the, the iron man. Um, just, he comes out of this looking like an absolute star. Can, can we just give him Brock at mania, like get Lashley and Brock over with at elimination chamber and give Gunther Brock, like get this guy over even more than he Mm -hmm. already is. He's incredible. And if he could, if he could take out Brock, like, yeah, does does that turn him into the new Brock? And you you have it no could. need for Brock anymore. Right. Like he is <laughs> right. the monster. He is the unbeatable yeah. dude. Like, and it's in the IC title picture. It's not the the main title picture. Right. Like, all these things are really really interesting to me. Um, and I I didn't catch it in the moment, but let's go back to Cody for a sec. Have you seen now on social media? He kisses the two sweet yes. symbol, yep. and then he gives the. The, the gunpoint like uh yep. like Kenny Omega and now all of us marks online are like oh my god he called yeah. out the the elite <laughs> even the young bucks twitter handle like they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. their bio they switched it to the two emojis it's they're, they're so good when they do that stuff like all the time but again looking back at this royal rumble in the moment i don't think i understood and captured the glory because i was so focused on yeah fantasy booking and so focused on on just what I thought was going to happen and the potential of the rock and all of those things and uh you know I'm a, I'm a little mad at myself now that I'm talking about this and I really wanted to come on in the beginning and fake like I was getting more, all my flowers because Solo Sokoa won the Royal Rumble <laughs> but I uh that was obviously my call <laughs> I was way the f off on that one so like going back to them like I wondered if people were pissed like I know some people were like oh the Rumble didn't have Sammy he's red hot it didn't have Solo it didn't have any either Jimmy or Jay and my argument from the get-go is there is absolutely no need for them in this match like whether it goes on first or last because roman is so powerful right now right what are they going in there for to defend him to help him so he has an easier opponent at wrestlemania storyline wise it just would make no sense for either one of them in there you know and that's another good point about the booking of this and putting it first is that it happens before the title match it happens before anything could go on and it it removes the need for those those four guys to be in the rumble so yeah you know i commend them at the end of the day like they they outsmarted us trying to outsmart them right and uh, yeah at the end of the day it worked out perfectly the match to me was tremendous like i Easily yeah. four cans in the cooler, if not more, Agreed. in my in my eyes. To um, me, like I say to people, just stop. Like with the Rumble, especially, I feel like everybody should just stop trying to fantasy book it and trying to predict what's next. Because, like, I know a lot of people want Sammy, and and we're gonna get there. But like, how can you not be excited about Cody winning the mm-hmm. Royal Rumble? Like, it's 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 awesome. I watched it again Sunday morning with my son. I loved it. I absolutely loved this match. Yep. I would put it as one of my favorite rumbles from top to bottom. It, it's definitely worth going back and you know experiencing it with the fresh palate. That's yes. for sure. Um, but you talked about 
you know, trying to get out of your own way with fantasy booking. And I feel like the next match, I was actually able to do that. I like stepped aside. I tried to, I feel like they've got me fully spinning with this Bray Wyatt scenario (laughs) and what's going on in his universe and just trying to figure it out. I've thrown up my hands and I stopped caring about like, I got to find out what's going to happen next. And I just sat back and I tried my best to (laughs) enjoy the pitch black match. (laughs) You know, I, I really expected to go out today get some Mountain Dew, have it for my uh, <laughs> what's in the cooler. And uh, I, I I never made it out of the house today. I uh, I work from home, so hey. I, I didn't have an excuse to leave. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, I let us all down. I don't have any Mountain Dew pitch black. Sorry, I think fellas. the thing with the pitch black match is that I had zero expectations. I enjoyed it in the moment. I, yep. I don't... I, I've been very clear about Bray. I, I love him and his potential, but I just... I'm very cautious and and leery about anything coming to be because mm-hmm. I don't I almost feel like he's too creative for his own good yep. and I don't know if any of the stuff is going to ever come to fruition you know for him in in and especially in the way that he has envisioned and maybe you know maybe we're so far off and we're just maybe being worked but at, at the end of the day like there were really cool bits and pieces seeing the firefly funhouse crew yes. in the aisleway when it's dark and you're just seeing the the lantern light the way uh and seeing them there was really cool um i think that it was creative to have the like black light reactive yes. face paint yeah. body art and things like that um i think the, the problem i think i think my biggest problem i know i just sat here and preached for 20 minutes about how let's not fantasy book but I just don't see it working solo, and I'm ready for like him to build a faction around him. And I think that's how you get it to really work. You yeah. know, have Alexa join, throw in Mr. Jabroni at, that came in like what in the top ten in the Rumble, carrying Cross. That guy sucks. Like, oh man, he's he's pitiful. Like have him join Bray with Scarlet somehow. Going back, I I, I wrote the 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 biggest letdown for the Rumble had to have been the the carrying cross yeah, performance awful. i mean listen I, just the way he look neither of us are uh, maximum male models <laughs> but the way he came out he just didn't look like he was cut like he's normally been he looked a you little know, off i was trying to find the the polite way of saying <laughs> he looked a little soft and yeah. like i i can't be the one that's throwing stones in glass houses but <laughs> i will say that you know, carrying across from when he came in, looked chiseled and like in another level, but he just came out flat. It yeah. almost felt like he was a non-factor in the rumble for better or for worse. And yep. maybe it's because the rumors have are, are that, you know, Ray Mysterio was actually hurt, which is why we didn't see him yes. enter at 17. Yes. Um, and you know, him and him and cross are the ones that are going at it right. at this point in time. So maybe that's why he was such a Could non-factor, be. but you know, he he definitely was a letdown. Uh, I'm not completely sold on an actual faction, and I don't know where this all goes. But like, right. I don't know if that really does anything, man. Like, I don't know if it does, but what whatever's going on right now is not doing much no. for anybody. It's no. like the the slow build is is going to kill Bray even more so. I think. Yeah, it's it's making me feel like I'm losing interest. Um, yeah, it was a short match. He gets the win, which I guess is a good thing when you're really looking at Bray. Like he's he hasn't gotten wins in the past in in these big spots. Um, so I was happy that he actually gets the W. You see, at the end we have a uh, a st- structure like it looked like yeah, just a scaffolding with some like drapes uh, going down it, and you get Uncle Howdy dropping an elbow around the vicinity of <laughs> LA night. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe it just wasn't shot right, but you saw he looked very far away from his target. Um, you get the Firefly Funhouse characters appearing in the background. Like I just, I'm to the point where I love Bray. I love what the potential is. It's just yeah. never reached the potential. And here we are in the same yeah, Scenario. I just think, like I said, even if it's not with a faction, just like someone else needs to be a little bit more involved, like and, in his story. And let's hope it's Alexa. But that was another yeah. letdown. In the next match, you just have a straight up wrestling match with Bianca and Alexa. And the reason why you look forward, I was looking forward to it, was to see how the Uncle Howdy 
stuff played yeah. a role in this. Yeah. And it was just at the end yeah. with a creepy video package and them repeating or Uncle Howdy yeah. repeating over and over, do you feel in charge? I, fe- I said this, I said land. it in the moment. Like, I feel like it could have, like, even if she didn't win the match, that whole thing could have, like, cost her the match. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it would have played out like uh, maybe I have uh, Mike before the match talking about Bianca becoming Super Cena. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, but and she's awesome. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't even about her. No, it, was it wasn't. About, it was about the fact that like in the build, Alexa is this like dark creature almost not necessarily like in the in the Bray Wyatt creature way, but like she's turning darker and darker and more more and more serious she's dropped the doll she's come through and she is preaching that bianca has nothing to worry about with uncle howdy nothing with bray wyatt sure enough they didn't show up the match but yeah she said i am your biggest threat and then she got handled like it was nothing so that was my like at the end of it it really fell flat um you got out of an amazing rumble, which whether or not you realized it in the moment, you had these air out of the balloon scenarios of Bray and Alexa or Bray and Bianca, however you want to spin it. And then it picks you right back up again in getting to Rhea Ripley at coming out at number one in the Hell women's yeah. Royal Rumble. Can we talk about the women's Rumble? I would love to. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I loved it. I really did. And and I know I dogged on it for only having seven when we recorded last week at this time. Um, but then like Saturday, you know, you guys were over. Mike shows us a graphic and it had, I think, 17 women at that time. And we expected some surprises. I, I don't know, just another match I really liked. All the surprises worked really well, except for B-Fab, because <laughs> her and that whole uh, faction is just trash. Yeah. But it, it just, every single one of them, from, like, Roxanne uh, Perez to, to you know, Asuka's massive pop. Oh, man. Um, she comes in at 17 and, like, unveils her throwback to the Kana days, and dude, like, I don't know if it was Corey Graves selling it the way that he did, or incredible. if it was, like, the crowd itself, but, like... The pop for her was yeah. massive. It was and really she doesn't cool. even she as a as a character. Listen, I don't know what that kind of character really was like, but she doesn't need to say a word to sell mm-hmm. that character at yep. all. Like she doesn't need to do anything. She just needs to do what she did when she came out to the ring, and it, it was awesome. I yep. had like, okay, you know, what is she going to do at WrestleMania? Like, is she going to get Bianca? So you know they they've set it up where the final four in this match, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes, you know, have qualified for the, or three out of the final four have qualified for the elimination chamber and the elimination chamber will eventually give us the, um, Bianca Belair opponent at WrestleMania. So there's certainly some possibility there. Um, I, I want to go back to Roxanne Perez real quick. The announcers made her to be a massive deal, uh, except for, Pat McAfee, who sounded like he didn't know half of the women that were in the match, yeah, yeah, and not, didn't not a good know look. the story. Like he, he, he treaded his own. He, he, he did a great job in his normal way with yeah. the men's match, uh, and then he felt like he was just treading water in the women's. Yeah. And Corey Graves <laughs> took kept taking shots at him throughout, and I, uh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but you know, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan are the story of this, going from you know being the first two to the last two. Um, we get. Piper Niven and the return of her. No more dewdrop. Uh, I don't know if you caught it in in the moment, but the announcers were just going back and forth and talking about drops and <laughs> how they yeah. do think it's going to happen and they do think it's going to drop. Like yeah. it was just, it was cheesy to the point where like eventually you just had to laugh at the dag jokes yeah. that were going on. Um, but how cool! Like Liv Morgan went from what? Which you have the the quickest. Uh, yeah, Rumble I forgot about that a few years ago, and now she spent the longest time in the Rumble match with Rhea Ripley. Like, yeah, that's really cool. It made her look really strong still. Like, she could be someone. If this was a few years ago, you're looking at essentially at WrestleMania, like, like Liv and Alexa and Asuka yeah. and Bianca all in like one big match at Mania. Yeah, I mean that still could happen. <laughs> <laughs> it could. Uh, let's talk about a really strong 
showing here at number 20 with Chelsea Green. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was perfect, though. Like, it, she returned. You, you needed a woman to do that spot. And out of all the women in here, like, she can pull it off and not be hurt by it, I think. So there were rumors ahead of the Rumble that she was going to be given a, like, quote-unquote Karen gimmick. Yes. And uh, it looks like that's actually what's happening. She comes out on uh, on Monday Night Raw. She taps Adam Pierce on the shoulder. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I hear you're the manager. <laughs> so <laughs> they're headed down that path. But my favorite part of this is uh, Corey Graves on commentary goes, I didn't even get a chance to make fun of her husband. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a little uh, Matt Cardona drop in the, uh, in the rumble here. But... I think another star that was really made here, like a legitimate contender, came out at 22 with Ra- Raquel Rodriguez. Yes. She looked so strong throughout this, um, yep. not only going heads up with, with Rhea Ripley, which made you want to see them face-to-face was really, really yeah. cool, uh, but also, I guess, the biggest surprise of the Rumble, I'm using biggest pretty loosely <laughs> here, uh, is Nia Jax comes in at 30. I liked it. Like, I, I don't know. It's She's got history with the company. Like, she was a champion. She won a belt at WrestleMania. Like, I don't know. I know not a lot of people like her, but, like, there's yeah. not a lot of other women that I'd rather return over her. Not that I wanted her it, to return, but. Yeah. She's just. And I, we didn't see her on Monday. Right. I'm not sure. We don't know that, if it's a one-off. I, I was, that's where I was headed. I, I We didn't see her on Monday. Not sure if she fits the mold of a SmackDown because, and the reason I say that is because she feels unpolished, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Friday night product is more polished than Monday Night Raw. Yeah, minus minus, uh, (laughs) B-Fab. Yeah, fair. (laughs) Sorry. You know I've got a problem with her. (laughs) You made it very apparent on Saturday while we were watching this. (laughs) Um, But I just, I don't know. Like the the whole, I I think Mikey Workrate would be happy of of me bringing up the whole my hole scenario with her on Raw and screaming my hole. Uh, (laughs) Like even after she gets eliminated, I guess we should start from the beginning. They gave her the the giant spot, the giant spot where the whole ring stops. They surround Naya as she enters. The whole pile comes in, starts beating on her, and she does the Andre the Giant style. Throw everybody out of the way. Everybody jumps to the ground. Uh, It takes the entire ring to essentially eliminate her. Raquel Rodriguez blows her a kiss as like saying, see you later, goodbye. And she gives a straight up DX crotch chop to her (laughs) and like that's another reason why i like i don't necessarily see her fitting in on what i believe is the more polished yes smackdown product so maybe she is a one-off it i don't know it the whole women's rumble worked it was a good like it wasn't a cool down but it it was it was good it was a lot of fun uh they have a lot of women that they can do stuff with and they just Mm -hmm. need to do the right thing with them and figure out how to use them properly I think that they delivered with the damage control Bailey and Becky scenario too. Uh, They had that judgment day type spot where they were running the ring for a little while. Um, Becky comes in at 15 and they immediately go after one another and end up eliminating each other and, uh, and stuff like that. I thought that was a good showing, but like, I don't know if it was just fatigue in the moment, like watching it live, I was texting with Tom from Turnbuckle Tavern later on that night or even in the morning, I don't remember. And uh, he felt like the men's rumble was a letdown and I felt like the women's rumble was more of the snooze fest for me. Like I struggled to get through it in the moment, but then going back and, you know, having it on in the background while doing other things, it was was actually really good too. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Um, Do, Do we want to talk about something that was not good? Well, I, I, I want to talk before we get to the not good, which was f- friggin' pathetic uh, and really set me off in the moment. We'll get yes. we'll get there. The the finish of the three women on the apron, I thought was really cool. Oscar mm-hmm. coming out with the blue mist, hitting Liv instead of Rhea by accident. The Liv still almost getting Rhea out of it and Rhea eliminating Liv with the like that that pullback uh skin the cat style Shawn michaels bring the legs up into a head scissors and throws live who takes a nasty nasty bump on the outside yeah. to finish this match um 
I'm I for one am excited for Rhea and Charlotte at Mania. Me too. It feels like Charlotte is. Uh, excuse me. It feels like Rhea is on a whole different level than where she was at the uh, COVID uh, COVID mania, the the empty stadium or wherever they were, the uh, the the performance center. But all right, we we talked about it. Eleven thirty <laughs> at night. I'm sitting here. I have what? What's it like? 35, 40 minutes yeah, to yeah. drive home. And I felt like I was in the old man in the rocking chair. Maybe it was just being at Extra Cooler's house. I took on his persona. But it's 1130 too, so. at night. And they're taking the goddamn ropes yeah. off the ring just so they can bring in this. Is he a country star? Is, know, the, is he a star at all? But you've got ripoff Kid Rock coming in and doing a awful it was, Awful performance. We've, as wrestling fans, we've seen some pretty bad performances. This m- might take the cake. Like, if you listen to this music and you're listening to this podcast, please <laughs> oh, no. unsubscribe. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like, like don't that listen is to Nick. A Keep pile listening. of dog shit <laughs> slapped on your ears. Like, it, it's some of the worst music I've ever heard. And I that was honestly that was the worst part of the Royal Rumble. Which I guess if. That's the worst part of the Royal Rumble. Then I could take it. That's a win. I could take it. I I just I was so surprised that they yeah. wasted so much time. They oh. give us a, a insanely long bloodline yeah. package right afterwards, which makes total sense because they got to put the goddamn ropes back on the oh. friggin' ring. And how many oh, promos man. and packages do we need to see of like superstars who are like active and active right. on this card? I Here's don't know. a Braun Strowman. Let's pump him up because he got eliminated in the Rumble pretty quickly. Yeah. Like it just it frustrated yeah. me. And there were zero backstage segments. So you're flying yeah. people out there like Kathy Kelly, who yeah. is number one in extra cooler land for yeah. both of us. Like you're flying her out and you don't even see yeah. her on the broadcast dot com or like social I media guess so. stuff, web like exclusives awful. or whatever you want to call it. I, I just it. Yeah, it drove me bonkers that we were sitting here at eleven thirty and we had to sit through this, <laughs> yeah, not this awful. awful performance, and then extend the evening because they had to take the ropes off the ring. They couldn't have put them in the you know mean gene position and like at the top of the ramp and doing stuff there. Yeah. It just really, really drove me wild, and I was vocal <laughs> about it not only in the Pod Foundation chat but in the moment. I was like, "What are we freaking yeah. watching?" It was, oh, it was very disappointing. Talk about not disappointing. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I was going to say, they immediately come into Roman Reigns, who takes out Kevin Owens in what I thought was a really good match. I think that they set up the visuals really well in the very beginning and something, again, that like it looks cool. The ring announcer, I meant to write down her name, Ricochet's fiance now. She is unbelievably good man yeah i like what her. she does in the ring is absolutely tremendous and makes everything feel like a huge deal when it's a championship match and she's announcing roman reigns as he is like strutting over to kevin owens who's sitting on one one turnbuckle you've in the spotlight you have Sami Zayn in the opposite turnbuckle in the dark oh it's so like, good it was so incredibly well done but coming off of the bloodline trial of Sammy's aim on Monday and the way that Paul Heyman went at Sammy. I was really Uh. surprised that that did not come into play at all as the two of them are on the outside of the ring. Like there were no, they weren't at odds. It felt like it was just a normal. Yeah. Everyday relationship aside. Yeah. Heyman and, and, and Shmuley. Is that what these, is that what he calls them? Shmuley. (laughs) Yeah. Shmuley. Uh, But, there was the Kevin Owens crashing and burning on the on the uh, that top rope move. He does that right. like springboard jumping to the top and then goes off and tries to hit it. It looked like he you know just straight up slipped. It looked yeah. like he almost landed on his head. But um, the match was really good for what it was. And then the drama really starts to come into play. We got the inevitable ref bump. Kevin Owens hits the stunner. He uh, or as he gets pushed away from the stunner, comes back, hits a pop up power bomb. There is no ref, and now Roman hits a low blow and immediately screams to Sami Zayn to go get a chair. And then the goodness, all like yeah. the good, the bad, and the really good is that what you called it? <laughs> yep. This was straight up the really good. Yeah. We are we are here, and whether we realize it or not, like this is 
this is mega powers level storytelling yes. to and me. We, and and the crazy part is you knew what was going to happen. Oh yeah. Like you felt it. And it's still it was awesome. It was absolutely incredible storytelling. Like the one thing I kept asking myself was like, do you really want this Sammy like would you have rather the Sammy story gone on longer? Like I I don't know. I'm I don't, I'm I'm happy it ended. Yeah. It didn't I, drag I, on. And it and it sets up Elimination Chamber where you're inevitably gonna have Sammy right. versus Roman. I know that's yes. what's being rumored right now. It's been rumored for a while. You've seen the the leaked picture of the um the ringside right. seat where it's got Sammy's face on the chair. Like right. it 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 only feels appropriate that this is where it's going. Yeah. And it's in Montreal too. It's in Montreal where you have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's hometown. Yeah. Like this is going to be next level insane to watch the two yeah. of them. But they they almost WWE almost has some unfortunate like storytelling and timing on their hands. Like this could have been incredible if it all happened in the same way, in the same manner, but like leading up to SummerSlam because then you could have had mm. Sammy and Roman been the perfect like SummerSlam main event rather than like now I'm just my biggest fear is that they're going to rush to put an end to this storyline. You know what I mean? Um but- but they didn't because they, right. they gave no, us a whole nother wrinkle. But let's we'll, we'll get there in a couple minutes. I know I feel like we've said that <laughs> a yeah. lot throughout yeah. the evening already. But that's that's the beauty of kind of the way that they've booked this is that everything happened for a reason along the way, and that we're getting to the end where Sammy is showing hesitation as he you know has to go off and get the chair. Um, Sammy is pleading with Kevin Owens as Kevin is cr- is crawling towards him on the outside. Roman spears him through the barricade. But the most brutal part of this was those bumps on the steps. Oh like, my god, yeah. It, uncomfortable. It, it was uncomfortable and they did it in such a good way of like it showed the brutality. It took the the, the bloodline to a whole nother level. Um and for those that may have not seen it he didn't take a bump. Kevin Owens didn't take a bump into the side of the steps. It was yeah, the it was actual like, stairs themselves. And he yeah. took a bump and it looked like he didn't even get his hands up at one point where yeah, it looked no. like the corner of the step hit him in the back. Yeah, we of the were head. all cringing watching it. And he did it twice. Yeah. And the second one was worse than the first. Uh, that one. KO finally stumbles back into the ring catches a Superman punch and a spear one, two, three, and this one's over. Sammy is just beside himself with how brutal, how brutal this was. Uh, next thing you know, you blink and the Usos and solo are in the ring with them. Um, and then man, like the storytelling after got even better. And this is me, the three of us sitting there, not saying a word, and just being completely yeah. captivated Silence. by what was on the television. And it's way past Extra Cooler's bedtime, I'll tell you yeah. that much. <laughs> and his eyes were glued to that screen. Uh, and the the brutal beatdown continues. Owens takes eight individual super kicks and then two double super kicks from the Usos as they continue to beat him down. Uh Solo hits him with that like Rikishi move in the corner where he's got a chair around his head. Uh, they handcuff him to the ropes as Heyman just pulls uh, pulls uh, handcuffs out of nowhere. And finally, we get Roman Reigns stepping up with a chair. And Sami Zayn steps in and telling him to stop. This is beneath you. You shouldn't. And Roman agrees. You're right. I shouldn't do this. You should. And tries to hand him the chair. Long story short, you've got Heyman. Shmooley, this is your moment. (laughs) The fact that like all of this played out and no announcing at all. Yeah, that's a good point. The way that they mic'd the ring. I know they had cameras in the ring, but like the way that they mic'd the ring, the, the, the best part of all of this bloodline stuff and Roman Reigns in general right now has been the the acting of it yes. like we get to the point roman hands him the hands him the chair he goes to um you know roman is telling him it's your turn you know i shouldn't do it you should do it i care about you i give you everything 
otherwise go do jackass shit. Like, (laughs) that was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) Right? Roman steps up to get closer to KO's face. Sammy brings the chair back like, oh, shit, he's going to hit him. He's, he's going to hit Roman. Uh, uh, Roman turns around. He, like, drops the chair quickly like he's going back at it. Roman is in his face yelling at him, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. Roman turns around. He's like, are you crying? Are you? <laughs> Heyman's now in the background. He's crying? There's no crying in the bloodline. <laughs> Finally, Roman takes another step up. Oh, no, first, Roman snuffs him, like yes. puts his hand in his face multiple times and s- screaming, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Roman walks away, walks back towards KO. Crowd starts chanting Sammy. And then the pop of all pops, dude, as Sammy Zayn rakes back, smashes Roman Reigns in the back, very much like Seth Rollins in the shield turn. Maybe, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So uh, maybe this is shame on Roman Reigns here. But this pop, man, it, it's oh, got to be massive. Massive. Massive doesn't even start to explain it, man. This is got to be in conversation of one of the biggest pops of all time. Oh, yeah. Especially like a non-entrance or a non-return. Yeah. It was, it, it's it was so good. Sammy drops the chair immediately turns around is looking at Jay in the face who is like a dude is so angry. He's yeah, all oh tensed yeah. up. I love it. His arms, his fists, he's just like flexing. He's snarling at him. And Sammy's just calm, super yeah. calm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then next thing you know, uh, Jay is yelling at him. How could you do this? How could you do this? Jimmy comes in with a super kick and then it's on. And what was really the calmness from Sami Zayn continued. He just knew it was coming. He took the beat down. He gets the Samoan spike from Solo. Like, he doesn't attempt to fight back whatsoever. Um, now Roman's barking out orders. Everything I did for you, and you put a knife in my back. I gave you the world. The crowd is now chanting for Jay because Jay is in the back corner, not saying a word, just slouched in the corner watching all this happen. And Jay. Roman starts coming at Jay. Jimmy starts coming at Jay. Jay just rolls out of the ring and walks away. And that's the extra wrinkle here of like, yeah. where does this go now? Yeah, like they so gave us something ways. which felt predictable, like you said, but did it? Like the Jay yeah. wrinkle here is like, where where does this go? You, and you how know, does this like? It makes Friday must watch for me. Yeah, the interesting part is you could figure out a way to like. I know how I said this would have been cool if it was before, long before Mania, so it was separate from the Cody thing. You could essentially like, without going into too much detail, have Cody take the title off Roman, and then you could continue this bloodline and Sammy and, oh, and KO and and Jay feud beyond Mania because the belt doesn't need to be involved. The championship yep. does not any longer need to be involved in this storyline it's so powerful so and i think i think that's where they could be headed and again i'm i'm gonna try my best to remove myself from like the fantasy booking here but like it's inevitable that's part of the wrestling fun like that's just how it pulls you in um but now like Jay is walking out of the ring. Roman is screaming, you did this. You broke my family. He starts nailing Sami Zayn with the chair over and over and over again. He rips off the honorary Oost t-shirt off of Sami. The crowd is now chanting, F you, Roman. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the crowd was a whole nother layer of this that they played so perfectly. Roman is yep. like basking in the booze, basking in this chant. He's tearing up the 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 lays i don't know if that's the appropriate word for it so i apologize but he's tearing up the flowers dropping them all on sammy but the reason why i think they are continuing on with this is it they go black on this where a close-up of roman with jimmy holding up the honorary ooze t-shirt solo in the foreground with Heyman there as well and roman goes we are at war now solo and he says something else, and I couldn't make out what it was. Yeah. But we are at war now, Solo. Like this, this is like, yeah, this is movies, man. Like this, this isn't yeah. this isn't WWE anymore. No, we we'll make movies. It's it's beautiful, <laughs> man. It's beautiful. I, it's going to be fun because, like I said, I think you can continue with this storyline, and Roman doesn't even need to be involved. Yeah. Until like after Mania, and let's say he loses the the title, and 
man, he could take a little time off, come back, and and you know finish off the business. I don't yeah. know. There's so many different ways you could go with it. So much, so much, and they've I already. It. I almost already... don't want to. I almost don't want to see anything with Roman and Sammy directly until after Mania. Like I know yeah. it's going to most likely happen, but well, I don't know. Who knows where it could end up? Maybe it's you know henchman first, right? Exactly. Maybe he's he's got to figure something out with that, and yep. uh, I don't know. But Sammy and and Ko in Montreal for Elimination Chamber, which is just like two weeks away, yeah, <laughs> like two and a half weeks away at this point, which is wild to think about. But like we're we're in it, man, uh, and it's gonna be really good. Like I, this is so so far off from what we normally do in at the extra cooler show when we like look back and recap shows like i don't think i've ever sat here and gone through beat by beat step by step of storytelling that's happening on screen but it was that good that it felt appropriate for us to like oh, relive yes. it together just verbally yeah. talking through it. it it's i am so impressed with where this ended up with how this got here and whomever is to is is to blame <laughs> yeah. here is like man Throw it flowers at his feet, their yep. feet, her feet, whoever's They're feet, all of them. Give that like, man a raise. Give that person whew, a raise. So good. So good. And then we found out on Monday that um, the men's elimination chamber won't have anything to do with any titles I love uh, it. Uh, from Roman's <laughs> side. And it's going to be the United States title. So I love I, it. I'm fully on board. The storytelling is picking up. We are officially in mania season. And the road and to WrestleMania, baby. Yeah, the road is here. Oh, I love it. Was it. A lot. It was it, a lot. It, it was fun, man. That, I, like you said, you that Kansas Cooler is well over four for me. I absolutely loved this Royal Rumble from this, top to bottom. I had a lot of fun. Maybe it was because we all hung out together too. That added a little wrinkle to it. But you winning money always helps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but really, the the Rumble itself as as a whole, I think I I would give it four cans in the cooler. But this ending segment this bloodline explodes whatever you want to call it like the Sami Zayn turn is is a five out of five it's a 10 out of five in my book oh, I'm like yeah. I'm such a high from it yep. it's on a whole nother yeah. level and it's beautiful so everything is must watch from here on out absolutely chef's kiss Mwah. we gotta get some gymisms in yeah. there too <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so next week we've got a little uh, Valentine's Day treat for everybody uh, on tap before the big day. Um, so be sure to uh, to to pay close attention. Uh, as usual, you can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler, over on Twitter at the Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell all of your friends about the Extra Cooler Show. Cheers, guys. Cheers. on a boat man that's a problem <laughs> right so uh, right so uh what's in cooler oh just <laughs> blew my mind <laughs> the rhino the rhino's on ya extra credit port 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 side heater extra credit nasty nasty nice